Coach Prime and Colorado continue to set the college football world on fire. I'll tell you how and why on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm your host, Kevin Borba. This is Locked on Buffs. I want to appreciate, I want to thank you. I appreciate you for making Locked on Buffs your first listen every day. Um, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're talking Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, excuse me, Colorado have the world in their hands. Um, they're doing things that no other program across the country is doing. We're going to talk about the biggest question around the program. Um, that's been a question floating around um, ahead of this next season. And then I'm also going to give you a recruiting update on one of Colorado's biggest uh, signees, big or biggest uh, commitments um, that they've landed in the 2025 class. So, without further ado, let's dive in. Um, Colorado, their spring game is in about. Let's see, it's March 14th, almost a month, exa- almost exactly a month, a few more days. Um, and their spring game, which we all knew was going to be a spectacle. Uh, there's five stars all over the board. Colin Simmons, Dylan Stewart, I believe is, I think he is one of the guys we talked about. Either way, there's a lot of five stars in attendance, ton of, of popping recruits, blue chippers all over the place. Um, the crowd possibly going to be a sellout crowd. They've sold more tickets this year than they've had people attend for free in the past seven years. Um, so huge, huge ordeal, if you will. And it was made even a bigger ordeal on what was yesterday, Monday, um, because Colorado and ESPN, I guess themselves, announced their schedule for spring games. Um, and Colorado is the only program in college football that will ESPN will be televising their spring game. Um, Georgia, who is the back-to-back defending champs, will be on ESPN too. Colorado would be on ESPN. Everybody else, Alabama, Texas, uh, Clemson, Oregon, whoever it may be, Ohio State, they're all going to be streaming or on the respective Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC Network, whatever it may be. Colorado, the only program in the country that will be on ESPN's main channel for their spring game. Um, if that doesn't tell you the the Coach Prime effect, how big the Coach Prime effect is, I don't I don't know what will. Um, but I think there's a ton of excitement. There's, it's no shock that people want to watch this spring game. Um, coach prime, he's arguably the coolest coach in college football. He's arguably the most influential coach in college football. And I think, I mean, not only will this help him further recruit more stars, but I think ESPN is kind of bought into the, the hype around him. I think when you think of ESPN, let's be real, they, the stuff they mostly televise, things in relation to LeBron James, things in relation to the Yankees, uh, things in relation to, let's see, who else? I feel like I'm missing something. Um, Shohei Otani. So, I mean, they obviously talk about other stuff, but ESPN is, they're very much focused on the main storylines. That's what draws people in. That's what draws people to their shows. That's what draws people to, to my show, um, to our show over here at Locked on Buffs. And, I think the fact that it goes when you put Coach Prime and Colorado in the conversation with all of those names I mentioned, I think it's pretty surreal to think about. Um, Colorado 
fresh off a one and 11 season team hasn't competed that much in the past, de- like past decade, if you will, uh, maybe one or two seasons, but Colorado has not been a perennial power and they're going to be on ESPN for their spring game. That is insane. Especially Georgia who George, like, let me not, I'm not making a case for Georgia. This is just comparing Georgia. They've won the past two championships, right? Um, they have the biggest, one of the biggest quarterback battles in the country, replacing Stetson Bennett. Um, and they're just an NFL juggernaut right now. Uh, they're producing a bunch of NFL players. Um, they're a college juggernaut. Kirby Smart was voted the the best coach in the SEC the other day by, I think it was on three. And so the fact that Colorado is in or ahead of Georgia in terms of popularity is truly a crazy moment for bus fans um, that I know you guys have been a long way with this program. And so I'm excited for you guys the most to be able to kind of be proud of your buffs. Um, I know you guys are always proud of your buffs, but to be even more proud of them and what they're accomplishing at this moment. Okay. It is the midway point of the NBA season. It's here and now, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drained. Oof. I, I mean, I always feel confident in Nicole Jokic triple double or, or maybe even assist rebound, Steph Curry threes, um, Clay Thompson threes. I don't even know. Dylan Brooks threes. If you're feeling spicy for the Memphis Grizzlies without jaw. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more, every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, back to it. Um, next topic of on the docket, we have the biggest question of Colorado. Um, Chris Hummer of 24 seven sports yesterday, I believe he released his biggest question surrounding all of the PAC 12 teams. Um, so every PAC 12 team had a certain question that he believes is mysteriously hindering this team, or we just need to know more about this team to kind of understand how good they can actually be. Um, so let me pull it up here. Colorado's biggest question was their defense. Um, specifically, can the transfers and um, can the transfers and high school recruits and all the new people kind of merge together soon enough um, to deal with what will be a very tough schedule? Uh, let me read you exactly what he said right here for a sec. So his question was, how much can the transfers help the defense? And then he says, you can make the same statement about Arizona state that you did Colorado, whatever, what's everything going to look like, but let's narrow it down. What will the power fives worst defense, which gave up 7.2 yards per play last year, look like with an infusion of talent via the transfer portal and high school ranks. It'll be better, but whether the unit can be average will be, will determine if the Colorado bowl hype is legitimate. And then he says the secondary is loaded with players like Travis Hunter. Obviously we know Travis Hunter, Cormani McLean, um, Ole Miss tra- transfer, Kenrich, Breedlove, Miles Slusher from Arkansas, and Tavion Beasley from Jackson State, um, even Cam- Cameron Silman um, from Jackson State. And then also on the defensive line, they got Jordan Dominic, Shane Cox, uh, Leonard Payne from Fresno State. So there's a lot of a lot of new faces. Um, I think when this was a few episodes ago, I I had um, 
the Buffalo Wires at Buffalo's Wire editor on, and we kind of predicted who would be the starters for the defense. And I want to say it was all transfers, or there was maybe like one or two returning guys starting. So basically the biggest question around this defense. And I think it's a fair question because we really don't know. I think it's a fair question for the whole team. I think it's a fair question for every team across the country. How much, how quickly will the new guys assimilate, assimilate to the, the new surroundings they're in their new teammates, the new system. And will they be effective? Um, Colorado, unfortunately for, I guess in terms of, in terms of first year under coach prime and, maybe wanting to get like a, a few gimmies here or there. They have one of the toughest schedules in the country. Um, they open at TCU, um, which will likely be a college game day game. They have Nebraska at home. They get Colorado State, which is probably their lone gimme. And then they go Oregon, USC, Arizona State, all good teams. And so, excuse me, um, this defense is going to be tested and tested a lot. Bo Nix is out there um, on Oregon. Caleb Williams, um, I feel like, let's see, who else? I feel like I'm skipping over someone. Um, Caleb Williams, DJ Uyungle, um, Jane Delora's out there, Cam Ward, Cam Rising, all the Cams. Um, so Colorado's got to play all these talented teams, and it's going to be tough. Uh, it's not going to be easy for them. And so if this defense can kind of blend together, mix together as soon as possible, I don't know if you guys could hear that, but the wind is going crazy right now in California. Um, but the defense needs to blend together and just really – they need to get used to each other. And I think the only way to do that, excuse me, getting a little itchy right here. The only way to do that is reps and more reps. (laughs) There's no secret to it. Um, We're going to, that spring game is going to be a great test to see where they're kind of who's, who is contending for those starting spots, excuse me. And who is, I mean, who's contending for the starting spots and just how good overall the unit looks. And I think it'll be kind of hard to tell how good the unit looks because usually college college football defenses are ahead by springtime. Um, and just how it goes. Uh, the offenses are usually a little slower. We'll see. We'll see this time though. Um, but before I continue, you guys need to grab your brackets and go listen to the locked on college basketball bracket breakdown with national analysis and insight from our local experts excuse me, the college, the locked on college basketball bracket breakdown has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on locked on college basketball, wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. Um, Okay. But I was saying the defense, obviously they just need more time together. And I think um, it wouldn't surprise me. And we talked about it in one of the comment sections. I think it was yesterday's, uh, yesterday's episode. The defensive line is probably going to be a place that sees a couple more transfers added to it. Um, the secondary, I feel like is pretty solid. The linebackers may need another transfer just, just for depth. It's not to say that these guys that they have right now aren't good, aren't going to be able to handle it, but more depth never hurt anybody, you know, um, a little more depth equals a little more success possibly. Um, it equals more, more possibilities to rotate. Um, Charles Kelly, the Alabama offense or defensive coordinator that came over, um, as Colorado's defense coordinator and South Sinceri, the, um, new defense tackles coach who I talked about yesterday. They're both great recruiters and they're going to be, they're going to have to be great developers. And I'm not saying they haven't been, but for Colorado's sake, they need to 
instill physicality. They need to instill better tackling. I mean, tackling looked optional this past season. Um, and they just need to instill an overall togetherness. And I think we'll see that in the spring game um, on ESPN, of course. Uh, April 22nd, hope to see you guys there. I plan on attending. Um, so make sure to stop by, say hi. Um, we could talk buffs or anything you'd like. Um, but yeah, I think Colorado really needs this spring to develop their defense. And I feel like it's a fair question. Um, I think if I had to come up with a question, my question would be, what does the offensive line look like? Um, Shadur Sanders took, I want to say, over 20 sacks this past year and then over 30 the year before at Jackson State. And so theoretically, he should have a better offense line at Colorado. But can they hold up? Or is he going to be running for his life? That would be my one of my biggest questions. But this question, good one. I think it's a fair one. Um, just we have a lot of names to learn. You know, there's a lot of new faces in Colorado, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I'm sure there's going to be incoming freshmen that also have a say and also have a say in things and who starts and who doesn't. Um, it'll be a good one. I I'm very excited for what the spring game will hold because honestly. Most spring games at, at a lot of the programs around the country, you already know who the starters are. I think Colorado may be one of the few programs where it's on both sides of the ball that they're going to have nine to, I guess, I mean, nine to 11, probably nine to 11 new starters where we've never seen them play together before. And so if there's not um, a lot of intrigue there, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I will say, though, I'm just looking at their their schedule and like looking at say from Oregon, USC, Arizona state, decent quarterback play. Um, UCLA should have decent quarterback play, Oregon state, Arizona, Washington state, Utah. I think Colorado may have the toughest slate of quarterbacks to face in the country. If not, if not the toughest, they have one of the toughest. They have cam rising. Who's led Utah to back-to-back Pac-12 championships. Cam Ward, who is at Washington state, who is one of the, maybe most underrated quarterbacks in the country. Um, he transferred from the incarnate world incarnate word this past season and was, he had some star moments, but wasn't able to quite put together the most complete season. But I think this next year will kind of be where he, it clicks for him. Jaden Delora, Arizona, always a threat. Um, he's a gunslinger by nature. Um, he led the pack 12 in yards. I believe it was the year before this past year, maybe even this past year as well. Um, or he was up there at least, but for sure the last year, um, he is always dangerous. You never know if he's going to throw it 60 yards over your head or throw it right to your linebacker. Either way, very dangerous quarterback. And then Oregon State, DJ Uyungle is, I think, one of the most intriguing quarterbacks of of the entire college football season because he was decent at Clemson this past year, arguably had his best year at Clemson, and was still overtaken by Cade Klubnik. Um and now he's with Jonathan Smith, who is tasked with rebuilding him and kind of getting him to that next level of college quarterback play. UCLA will have five-star Dante Moore or Colin Schley from Kent State, but I believe it'll be Dante Moore um, manning things, and that's a five-star right there. Stanford is the one quarterback situation where it doesn't scare this defense, probably shouldn't scare this defense too much. Even Arizona State has Drew Pine or Jaden Rashada, both talented quarterbacks talented and then usc has caleb williams who's probably the best quarterback in college football right now and so this defense is going to be battle tested each and every week i think like i said the only game the only game where they get to maybe i want to say take the foot off the gas pedal but the only game where they're not going to be challenged as much is probably colorado state and that's week three and then the rest of it's just an absolute gauntlet 
Um, so look out for this defense. We'll continue to monitor their improvement throughout spring. I'll look for any headlines that I think um, you guys should know about. Um, but yeah, it's going to be huge. Uh, so before we move on to my recruiting update, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Buffs your first listen for, of the day. For your second listen, check out a brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shad and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, March Madness is here. You got to get your brackets in. It's going to be a tough bracket year, I feel like. I mean, it's always a tough bracket year considering no one gets a perfect bracket, but this year I don't think there was a clear-cut number one team throughout the college basketball season. Um, Houston kind of made a case, but they were never at Alabama. Uh, aside, off the court distractions aside, they had some very ugly losses. Um, and then you got schools like Kansas who just got blown out in their conference championship game against Texas who can't shoot, but is a very good team. I mean, it's all over the board. Maybe, maybe throwing a, a random team like Marquette to win it all or, um, Gonzaga. I feel like we always, we always expect big things from Gonzaga and, it's it's tough out here. It's tough out here to pick who's going to win, but it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one. Um moving on to the stuff that you guys came here for. Now my basketball analysis. Colorado football recruiting analysis. This is this is usually John's section, but John is a little under the weather, so I will be taking over. Um and this is Colorado's biggest recruit. Um Winston Watkins Jr. Um if that name well, I don't know if the name will sound familiar because Watkins is a very popular last name, but brother of, younger brother of Sammy Watkins Jr., former Clemson star, um, NFLer right now. Um, he is, I believe, he, yeah, he's Colorado's lone 2025 commit, five-star receiver. Um, he recently gave an update on um, his recruitment. And for Colorado fans, this is exactly what you want to hear because I think there's a lot of, uh, I don't know how you say this, but because his he's a 2025, he has a whole whole other year to kind of he has two years, if you will, to kind of maybe get flipped by programs like Ohio State, Clemson. I'm sure will go after him, um, but he has made it clear that if Coach Prime is at Colorado, he's going to Colorado. In an interview with On Three, um, which he committed in November 4th. Um, which was like right around the time uh, Coach Sanders became the head coach of Colorado. And he's going to be in, in at the spring game, so another five-star um, that I was talking about earlier. Um, but he said, what made me, in the interview, he said, what made me feel so comfortable to commit to Colorado before seeing it is Deion Sanders. He said, he recruited me at Jackson State. He's from Fort Myers. And Dion and my family have gone to the same barbershop since I was a kid. I have looked up to him, and he has been an influence me on me. And now I get to play for him and learn from him. And so outside of his loan visit to, um, I believe, let's see, only plan, yeah, Colorado's only trip they're getting out of him is to the spring game. Um, he does not have any of the other trips planned. And so he continued. Um, this is Winston Watkins, the five-star receiver. Colorado commit says, as long as Dion's there, Colorado's where I'm going. Um, he's a five-star ranked recruit. Again, one of the top players in 2025 class. My commitment is 10 out of 10 right now. As long as Dion is there, Colorado is doing what everyone expects him to do, then I'm in. I know he could coach and develop players, so I'm excited about the future there. Um, Sanders, from being from Fort Myers, is a big deal to the wide receiver. Uh, he's from where I'm from, and I've been looking up to him since I was a child. 
And when I was playing my youth years, they called me prime time. They were saying I would be the next prime time. He's really a big influence on me because of I've, I've been watching him since I started playing football. He's one of the biggest, one of the best of all time. And he's always going to be that. Deion Sanders is one of the biggest names to come out of Florida in general. But in my city, he's the biggest. He will, his name will always hold weight where I'm from. And he's one of the first names. Right? He's one of the first to become known and great at what he does. So I think that's a very, that's a big vote of confidence for Colorado and coach prime because I mean, Winston Watkins, uh, IMG product has every, every single, let me just pull up his recruiting profile. Um, so you guys can hear who, who he's committing to coach prime over, um, because everybody wants him. Um, he is ranked as the 13th best player in the country. Third best player in the state of Florida currently has nearly 20 offers, um, from programs like Texas A&M, Alabama, Florida, Florida State. So Coach Prime is literally dragging a Florida recruit away out of the grasp, grasp of Florida, Florida State, Florida A&M, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Miami. They also want him. Ohio State, Texas, Tennessee, they want him. UCF, UC, USF. All of the Florida programs want this kid. None of them are going to get him if Coach Prime is still at Colorado. And so I think that's a, a massive deal. Um, I also think in terms of recruiting – I feel like you always need that one recruit where it's like, oh, I want to go there because he's going there. Like Shadur was that recruit for Jackson State and Travis Hunter. They, for Jackson State and Colorado as well, they were those recruits. They were the ones that were attracting people to both programs. And I think Winston Watkins can be that be that recruit for Colorado. And I think it'll be interesting to see if, if and when um, we start to see more 2025s commit and kind of t- jump along and tag along with Winston. Um, but yeah. Again, if just to recap today's episode, um, because I feel like it's all kind of converging into one huge storyline. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, excuse me, college football world in his hands. Um, ESPN wants to televise their spring game. And that, they're not televising Alabama, Texas, whoever it may be, just Colorado. Georgia's on ESPN 2. Um, Coach Prime, he's got the game on, on ESPN. He's got even the biggest question surrounding the team is how, how good can this defense be of top transfers? Um, the defense is full of highly, highly skilled transfers that, I mean, two of the top 100 transfers are on the defensive side of the ball. Um, top 150 from Colorado. Um, as I talked about, I think it was last Friday or Thursday. If you want to check that episode out, I broke down the transfers. Colorado had five of the top 100. Two of them are on the defensive side of the ball. Um, there's a few other ones that are probably overlooked, but very good defensive talent. So even their biggest question, people are wondering how can how successful can this defense be? Because that'll likely also maybe determine how good this team can be. And then we also got Winston Watkins, a top recruit. He wants to be at Colorado. He wants to be where Coach Prime is. So the Coach Prime effect is well and alive. He's just holding college football like this in his hands, and it's going to be fascinating to see where this program goes. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see where this podcast goes. I look forward to seeing you guys in the comments every day. Um, I'm Kevin Borber. This has been Locked on Buffs. I appreciate you guys making this your first listen of the day. Make sure to like, subscribe, share, um, hit wherever it's at. Um, uh, we we appreciate all your comments. We appreciate your discussions. We appreciate your feedback. Um, I got a better background because of you guys. Got some better lighting because of you guys. Um, we we decide topics. We'd love to do a questionnaire. Um, me and John. I have some big guests coming up. I believe Carl Reed is going to be coming on. If you don't know him, he's kind of the Coach Prime insider um, from his Jackson State and Colorado days. I have 
we have a huge interview coming up this Wednesday with a quarterback recruit. Um, so a lot of things are going on. So make sure to stay here at Locked on Buffs. Share it with some friends. I appreciate you guys. Um, and I will see you guys tomorrow.